It was 100% of us. Save the children. That came on the slave ships. 85% of our people was uncivilized. Poison animal eaters. They're slaves. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. It happens to be the 4th of July, but who fucking cares? Whatever. Yay, America. Are those explosions or guns? Who knows? I don't know what's happening in the mission today. Some children blew off some firecrackers, and I was like, don't lose any fingers. And then I was like, well, maybe they should lose some fingers. Lessons. Uh, cool. Everybody be safe tonight. So the way the joke workshop works, and also um, I am lucky enough to be joined by a new show coming up on Sundays called Ugly Sundays. Sundays with a D and a Z. And, uh, and they're going to be A-E. doing A-E. <laughs> All of that. They're going to be running the ones and twos training. And then coming up this Sunday, 4 o'clock, check them out. Uh, all right. The way the joke yes, workshop sir. works is you get a four-minute set. You'll hear a horn at three minutes. And then uh, if people want to give comments, they can give comments. I'll have the, the microphone out there um, hot and ready to go for you. And we've, we only have eight people signed up today, so everybody can kind of do whatever. <laughs> we have a pretty open field. All right, put your hands together for your very first comic, everybody. It's Rhoda Gravador! So that the knowledge will spread. Right. Uh, so I'm a Filipino Catholic, and my boyfriend's a Russian Jew, but he prefers to be called a Soviet and not Russian because Stalin, strong, Putin, pussy. Uh, Jewish, uh, Jews and Filipinos have a lot in common. They both take forever to say goodbye at parties. My boyfriend calls it the Jewish goodbye, and I call it leftovers. Jews are penny pinchers, but Filipinos, we will actually go into a water fountain and steal the pennies. A Jewish mom would say to me, you put on some weight. A Filipino mom would say, oh my god, what happened? You're so bad now, huh? Oh, you're so sexy, sexy, huh? Roda, you're so sexy here, and you're also sexy there. Wow. Russians and Catholics have a lot in common. Russians believe propaganda, and Catholics believe the Bible. Catholics drink wine, representing the blood of Christ, and Russians drink vodka until they can taste their own blood or until Putin puts a liquid nerve agent in their underpants. Putin and former Philippine President Duterte and now President Bongbong Marcos have one thing in common. Duterte kills people who do drugs and Putin kills people who... And Bongbong, he'll steal your bling bling and then he'll go bang bang! which means Imelda Marcos is back. Peelings, nothing more than peelings. My peelings pour you. New joke, (laughs) okay. Uh, My mom is a tiger mom. If you don't have an Asian mother, a tiger mom is an Asian Karen. But instead of complaining to the manager about the service, she complains to her children about their existence. If Yoda were a tiger mom, he'd say, do or do not. There is no try to get into Berkeley. 
My mom was a tiger mom until I got my first A minus. My mom went from being a tiger mom to a Norwegian lemming mom. Anyone know what a Norwegian lemming mom, uh, lemming is? <laughs> the Norwegian lemming is the second dumbest animal in the world because I got an A minus, not a B plus. But if I got a B plus, she'd be a slow loris mom. Anyone know what a slow loris is? Well, a slow loris is a primate that hangs upside down so they can use both hands to eat instead of just standing up and eating with both hands like a normal fucking animal. Why? Because a slow loris is the dumbest animal in the world. Now my mom just says, well, at least you're not a prostitute. And I said, but my boyfriend's Russian? <laughs> she tried being a helicopter mom, but when she found out that helicopter moms are supposed to protect their kids from getting their feelings hurt, she said, the only way I know how to show affection is to hurt my children's feelings. So she gave up and fl flew her helicopter into a mountain of disappointment. That's my time. <laughs> Thank you. Any comments? Do I, do I take comments or no? I want, oh. Yes, is it, is it there's plenty There's plenty of time for comments uh, up there. There's the microphone that is hot up at the front. People, if there's any comments. But it was great. You, I love the comparisons with, with the um, Jews and Filipinos and the Russians and I forget what you compared the Russians with. Uh, Catholics, yeah, that was good. Okay. Definitely both killers, that's for sure. Oh, all right. Oh. Um, I like the way how you poke fun at your own race, like like with the speech and all. Like that's to make fun of other people's races. That's not appropriate, but making fun of your own, that's always genius. So that's cool. All right, clap your hands together, everybody, for Rhoda Gravitor. It sound, uh, it's not Gravitor, it's Gravador, but you still sound like um, you sound like a um, an anime um, character, like a like Godzilla, but like Gravitor, Rah! right? No, like a okay. Uh, your next comedian is one of my favorite people on the planet. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I stepped on the cord. Okay. First thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old. God, I hate that. And I argue to say that old precedes female because we even say old lady. It's not lady old. Unless it's in Spanish, and then it's Senora Mejor. And then there's also race. At what point do you think white? Before lady or after? Before old or after? Which came first, the chicken or the old lady? At what point do you think neurotic Jew with commitment issues? And did you know that LOL also stands for little old lady? And an LOL, LOL is a urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life? Laugh out loud, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? Thank you. Can we just stop shooting people, please? Stop shooting and killing. Stop hating. Can we all just agree that it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black and I'm white? 
If he's Muslim and I'm Jewish, if he's Republican and I'm not an idiot. Thank you. In fact, it's an advantage because then we each get to learn about somebody who's different from us. We learn, we grow, and that's, you can't beat that. That's all there is to it. So it was just the stop hating. All right, there's more to that and I forgot it, but we'll forget <laughs> that. The trouble with me is I still have hope. And so I hang around expecting good shit to happen. Not all the time, come on, I'm not a monster, but sometimes, yeah, let's have something fabulous take place. That's why I like insights, because they're little trips for your brain and they don't cost nothing. Insights give me something to live for. They're little um, nuggets of understanding and knowledge that propel me forward and up, much like a good bra. Out of the depths of boredom and understanding and depression, boredom and um, depression, how may I help you? No, that's not right. <laughs> I had an insight yesterday. I realized that I wasn't supposed to grow up. My parents didn't teach me everything I need to know to become an independent adult. I don't know how to balance a checkbook. I'm lost when it comes to sex. And if it weren't for my drug addiction, I wouldn't have anything I could call my own. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, I still have hope. I hope that someday I'll have an insight that will make a significant difference for good in this world. And then I can make a joke about it and tell it to you fuckers. <laughs> and the circle of life goes round and round. All right, whatever. I would not have picked this face and this scrawny frame to represent my lofty ideals. This is not what I had in mind when I said adorable fun-sized lesbian. Now, this is something more between a scared bird and a day-old french fry. Don't I look like Woodstock in the Peanuts comic strip with the big nose and the hem? Thank you. If Woodstock were an old dyke with eating disorder and poor social skills? All right, I got the light, so, or the horn. Um, ooh, firecrackers. Happy fourth, everybody. I got to go, but first, let's pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough and reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the, thank you. Follow it or not, you're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Yeah, hey, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut, at any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's a second, what's the first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Thanks very much. Give it up for Pam. An applause break at Mutiny Radio. Jesus Christ, that doesn't. I keep your hands clapping for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Yay! Go check out Giraffe Corner uh, every Friday. 75 episodes of fun and free uh, mental health health help from two giraffes. Uh, all right, Vicky Causal is not here, but she said she might not be here early. Grace, are you ready? Okay, cool. Your next comedian. 
Put your hands together for Grace Dio. Blocks, rich lifestyle, small like an ordinary white shell. But right now, sun is still shining. Hello, 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 everybody. Um, so I'm basically um, a more voluptuous queer Jew who eventually aspires to be as Lauren as. But um, so we all know world sucks right now. Uh, Roe v. Wade, you know, uh, fucking corporate overlords, whatever. I like to do my part where I can. Um, and that is by getting hired by a big tech company called Schmoogle. And um, yeah, um, as a representative of Schmoogle, um, I like to make everyone's life as difficult as fucking possible at work specifically. Um, so day in the life at Schmoogle, um, I'm not really somebody that, that jives well with corporate kind of garbage speak where you have to speak in acronyms. And I've been leaning a lot on my recent ADHD diagnosis to say, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> Speaking plain English, um, I know it's all like plausible deniability with all this fucking euphemism acronym shit, but uh, yeah, I work in, a, in Google Ads. <laughs> um, so basically, I take every opportunity I can throughout the day to bring up the fact that I'm a union member and that everybody should be a union member, even if you don't need them, uh, because, well, that's the whole fucking point. Um, and people are like, are you scared that they're going to like, you know, retaliate against you? I'm like, they're going to retaliate against me anyway, fuckers, at least have some camaraderie while it happens um but in addition to my outspoken socialist workers rights views that i don't shut the fuck up about at work um i recently went to new york with said um corporate baddies along with me um for some like they call it an off-site on-site where you talk about work in a different location it's it's fucking ridiculous but they paid for us to go to the the world trade center the the one tower and um, any show of hands, anyone who's been there? Yeah, well, spoiler alert, there used to be two of them, and now there's one. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've been? Yeah, all right, well, it was my first time go. I've seen, I've seen the, the, very, um, uh, the very emotionally impactful um, waterfall scenario with all of the, the, the names. And I've, I'm a Jew. I've been to the Holocaust Memorial, so, you know, it's, it's a bit lacking, in my opinion, in terms of the amount of names. <laughs> Those rookie numbers. <laughs> Got to pump them up now. Um, but in terms of going up to this one tower where, you know, you go up in an elevator, it's like fucking Epcot. Like, they're like, welcome to the one tower experience. And they're like, never forget. I'm like, yeah, we, we know, we know. So we go into, um, after, you know, going through the TSA checkpoint, I have my little fanny pack. I forgot about it. And the guy was like, hey, hey, sorry, you have to take that off. I'm like, oh, sorry, totally get my mind he's like I'm sorry to be such a pill I'm like dude you know there's one fucking place where I'm not going to complain about the TSA it's going to be the place where it kind of <laughs> originated from and he's like yeah you know oh yeah I don't make the rules I'm like I know the, the terrorists did it's fine so I um I get in line and then they make you go through this weird fucking cave like a fake cave right um, where it looks like a fucking Disney ride or something. Um, and I'm trying to bond with my new coworkers, of course, as the newest person. And I'm like, oh, they really, it's an, like, you know, really immersive experience. So right now we're in the, you know, caves that Al-Qaeda was hiding in. Okay. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to make friends. But, um, and then on the way up, they're like, let's show you New York through the times, starting with like the 1500s. Didn't even pause at 2001. 
never forget. They fucking forgot. They're like, we're not going to make it too stressful for you. Just enjoy New York City as you look down upon the peasantry and think to yourselves, maybe this was kind of why they were trying. <laughs> maybe we should pay a little more attention on how to not have a 9-11 happen again. That'd be great. How to not do an imperialism. Thank you. Grace Steel. How not to do an imperialism. You can stay up there if you want, if there's comments. We have so much time today. It's. Does anyone have comments about the... The the it was po- political is good. Neg me. And no no, but political is good. Nobody was looking at their phones or everyone was paying attention. I mean, it, you got you had laughs in there at the end. I thought that was very funny that you were in the caves of the Al Qaeda, like that you're in the heads of the terrorists. About like I was like, what is that? What they're doing? I believe it's fucking it surreal. Yeah, I bet the lag tights and mal- I don't know what the other ones are called. Yep, do an opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the fact that no matter how the jokes were received, your facial expression was constantly just selling it. Like no matter if the crowd was into it or not, you were your your facial expression. You kept a smile and you just was driving your joke. So that's that's really cool. That's really good job. <laughs> Thank you. I like that. Just you know, no matter how, just keep consistent. <laughs> driving the bus. You'll get them eventually. No, I'm. But um, thank you. Anyone else want to rest me, please? Help you can me say, be better. You can say nice things, too. Say nice things. Say mean things. Did you? Did you? Oh, that's because of 9-11. Hey, ah, that was funny. Hey, that was hey. um, that's because of the... They also have press pennies, at like like a fucking commemorative... Pr- I, uh, wow. And it's like, yeah. So I got eight of them for $5. <laughs> And I was like, is it for the eight hijackers? What is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, no one laughed on my team. It was just in the moment. And it, I mean, this is an open mic. It's going to do the bit. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, it, um, I was the, the culture hire. I was the personality hire. And it's, uh, it's rough. You were the loose cannon. That's what they always, whenever they do reality TV shows, they always have one person who's a loose cannon who's like liable to cry. At some point, I cry so much. Do you at work? Are you? <laughs> no, I cry, I cry. How many times have I cried at work yet? Alone in the bathroom? Just oh no, I make it. F- hey, I'm tired. I'm always uncomfortable around everyone else. It's time to share the wealth. Okay, ah! listen, bitches. You yeah, can fucking be uncomfortable for a second when I micromanage every word I fucking say anyway. That's very funny. Yeah. You should do that joke. I don't know, but that it's, that felt really authentic. I liked it. <laughs> idea if you um, incorporate the ADHD in the the ride up the elevator in the um, at the at the Trade Center is like, that it just like how it affected you and it and seeing that being up in the elevator because I'm assuming it goes up high right yeah it's like a 46 second like quick elevator oh, ride oh, it's and then quick. it's like an immersive like augmented reality thing in the where it's like look at new york through the times and then it's like they don't even fucking pause at 2001 no acknowledgement there and then it's like ooh, a building's getting built in 20 in 2009 and but then maybe if you did your diatribe like as if you were the narrator with your adhd brain and you were like it's 1902 and there's horses on my face apples what happened to annie or whatever like whatever weird things like popped out that you string into some nonsensical sentence 
and then throw in the middle and there's no 2001 suddenly yeah. mariah carey's singing on top of that whatever yeah, i don't yeah. know like and then yeah one and of then the, you're there the doors the, open the punch that i'm trying to fit in there is like the never forget you fucking forgot like right right right, right you know right, right. so that's, that's like well and then that ties into adhd too because add you can't fucking remember right it's like your brain's going so fast you're like i fucking forgot <laughs> i don't know I'll, i i like it thank you for that clap wildly everybody for grace deal yay <laughs> Are you my judge? Yay. All right. Moving right along. Um, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. For Kelly Paul Valentine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Check these hi-hats, dang things, moving through the rubbish. Hardy robot. I was not expecting to go up next. I did not properly steal myself yet. Woo! All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Kelly Paul Valentine. Really excited to be here. I love the energy today. This is pretty cool stuff. So, uh, a little bit about myself. I'm not Jewish, but I am ex-Mormon, okay? Which has its own, you know, interesting, fun things, right? So, just a little, what does that mean? Woo, bang, woo One more for Jesus? Yeah, two more, three more, okay. All right, anyway. So, what does this mean? Um, this means I grew up very, very sheltered. So like, yeah, obviously no alcohol, but then also no coffee and no any, no tea, no anything that has caffeine in it, including soda. So to just give you an example of how like culture, how sheltered I was, I want to tell a little story. When I was 13, I had a friend named Rodney and we were like the rebel Mormons. Okay. And so we were going to have a sleepover and Rodney was like, yo, we're going to do some like serious badassery rebel shit tonight. And so we do what any rebel kid does and we go to like Walmart and pick up the biggest bottle of Coca-Cola we can find, okay? And we're like, we're going to drink this shit tonight. So we didn't say shit. We're going to drink this thing tonight. And so we did. We chugged the whole thing that night. And um, as you probably can guess, we got very sick. We started shitting so much. Once we were finished playing musical chairs with the only toilet downstairs, um, he comes out sweating, and he's just like, yo, Kelly, I think we just experienced the Coke shits. I now know those were not the Coke shits, but just a bad case of the frozen chimichangas. (laughs) Anyway, in the spirit of like, you know, boy meets world, trying to unshelter myself, I moved to San Francisco, which we love, and I went to a strip club for the first time. Wanted to see what the the fuss was about. And so, (laughs) yeah, what the fuss was about. So I get there, I sit down, I see the most interesting thing. I don't know if this is an SF thing or if this is a strip club thing, but I see a guy standing right in front of the pole while the stripper's like, you know, doing her thing. And he's sitting there transfixed. His left hand, he has cash. Around his neck, he has a badge. And in his right hand, he is solving a fucking Rubik's Cube. Wildest part is he finished it before her set. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's a method to this guy's madness. I mean, he's a San Francisco man. He's probably very smart. So the next day, I log into work, and I have two monitors. On my left monitor, I pull up work, and then on my right monitor, Pornhub. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> anyway, to continue this narrative of me meeting the world and expanding my horizons, I went to Pride recently. Yeah. And I got there, I looked around, and I saw, I realized, man, I am so, so, so behind the curve. And there was a 19-year-old with a shirt that said, my furry name is Fido, and then he had a metal... <laughs> And then he had a metal bracelet pushing his balls out to the size of two small oranges. You know what I was doing when I was 19? 
I was a Mormon missionary. By day, I handed out postcards for Jesus. And by night, I was furiously looking through the Bible for Old Testament smut. That's the closest thing I could find to porn. And I'm guessing, come on, any, any Old Testament people here? Yes? Okay. So my favorite one I found was uh, there was this guy with his two daughters, and they decided to leave the sinful city. And once they get out, the, the daughters are like, yo, what the heck is going on here? There's no people. And so the older sister's like, yo, I got an idea. And uh, they end up getting the dad super drunk and fucking his brains out. When I was a missionary, I was like, oh, hot bookmark. <laughs> so I have a friend who's also, he's not ex-Mormon, but he is ex-Hasidic Jew. Okay? And for people who are uninitiated, we have normal Jews in society. We've got Orthodox Jew, and then we got Hasidic Jew, which is like super Jew. And so he tells me, hey, I've got a, you know, we, we share weird things we went through. And he's like, yeah, when I was a baby, I had a, when I was circumcised per Hasidic tradition, uh, the rabbi sucked the blood off of my dick. And I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, so you got your dick sucked by a Hasidic rabbi when you were a baby. And he said, well, uh, no, 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 it doesn't count. It was uh, just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't heard that one before. Anyway, that's all I got for you. Thank you so much, Pam, for hosting. Yay, Kelly Paul Valentine. You can stay up there. The story of Lot's wife is scintillating. Uh, it's Lot's wife and then his daughters. She turns into a pillar of salt and then... Because the, the, the daughters literally... And I've asked preachers, like, what does this mean? And they'd have no answer for me, ever. But it's that the women think that they are the last remaining Jews on the planet and they have to repopulate. And so that's why they fuck their dad. Oh, shit. But the thing is, the question is, what is the meaning in that? That you should keep your line, that you should be fruitful and multiply at all costs? Or what? Like, I just, I don't understand either when I look at that, but I love your Song of Solomon references. And maybe um, there's a soaking joke. Oh, is that what you were going to say? Grace, go ahead. Go ahead. Saying just the tip um, to relate to the Jews. It's like we have that. It's called soaking. And then you can go into like a really graphic description of what soaking is mm -hmm. and potentially tie in a, a personal experience. Um, but also like I, my family, we're all, you know, I'm the 1% of the survival of Holocaust victims and shit. My grandpa, his parents, we found out, um, uh, niece and uncle. So the inbred is, ugh, yeah. Um, small business owners, landlords, you know, they still fulfill the stereotype no matter the, <laughs> no matter the inbreeding. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just to like keep the, the religion alive is the whole like procreating. It's with the, uh, FLDS in particular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there are like very, un sorry, I'm going to go off on a spiel about fundamentalists and like the, um, genetic cognitive and like physical disorders that like are only found in certain like, uh, fringe groups mm -hmm. yeah, of yeah. Hasidic Jews, of, um, uh, Amish communities of FLDS like extra branched out. So because of because of inbreeding, so it's like they're like English royalty. Oh, worse. That's why their eyes are all close <laughs> together. Way worse. Way worse. They're <laughs> they're mutts compared. Yeah, you're, you're, you're my am I am I on? Oh, <laughs> uh, I want to know more. I want to hear more about this uh, super Jew. Like, does he have <laughs> does he have a cape and like a S on his chest or? I don't know enough about Hasidic Judaism to go way into it, but yeah. <laughs> it can get pretty anti-Semitic pretty quick. Um, <laughs> I've heard a lot of super Jew jokes, but um, there's there's a, there there is a joke to be made. Good good shit. Otherwise, oh thank you. Other other that was really good, dude, and especially thank for you. telling a story. Like stories are hard to make funny, and and you're really likable on stage. So 
Oh, thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kelly Paul Valentine. Yay. Yay. My favorite thing at Folsom Street Fair are the shirt cockers. Um, and they're guys that have no clothes on except for a T-shirt. And it just covers just the almost the tip of their dick. So all you see when they're walking, it covers their big belly and the little. So it's called shirt cocking, and it's like my favorite thing. You're because <laughs> they have just enough modesty, but not enough. So good. Is that what you call it, Donald Ducking? Uh, um, Vicky, do you want to go next, or do you want to go after Ernest? Okay, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ernest Evangelista. Hey, yo, how you guys doing? Cool. Happy 4th of July. Uh, America's birthday. Too bad they banned abortions. We can't abort America anymore, right? We could. Let's do it. Where's the wire hanger? Okay, um... Okay, talking about abortions, very controversial right now. You hear a lot of celebrities talk about abortions, like uh, Lizzo or Dave or uh, or uh, Joe Rogan, right? You know what celebrity I want to hear talk about abortion? David Blaine. <laughs> Think about this, right? Yeah, the magician David Blaine, right? I seen David Blaine take the ace of spades out of his mouth. Imagine what he could do with the embryo. And for my next trick, miss, miss, you say you're pregnant? You're pregnant? Check your pockets. Check your pockets right now. Mind freak. Okay. You guys don't like magic abortions. Are you guys Harry Potter fans? Did you know they probably did abortions in Harry Potter, right? They're like 16 years old. And you know which house I think did abortions? Slytherin, am I right? Slither in, slither out. Wingard and Levy embryo. Okay. Okay, uh, I don't know. What are you guys into? You guys like Star Wars? Can you imagine like David Blaine, like Anakin Skywalker in the youngling freaking temple and he's just choking freaking embryos out and then freaking, okay. Yeah, we should talk to Disney about it. Okay. Um, But yeah, guys, it's uh. It's 4th of July, and I'm dressed up like I'm wearing red and blue, not because I'm patriotic. I'm gang fluid. You get? There's gender fluid. I'm gang fluid. I'm both blood and crip because I'm crippled, and I got a bloody stool because of hemorrhoids. Who got the cream? Okay. Yeah. Cream. All right, that sounded gross. Okay, my stomach hurt. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Cool. Um, yeah, there's a lot of bad things happening in this world. Like infants can't get formula. Isn't that messed up, right? The only way we could save this world is by big boobied women making titty milk. Am I right, guys? We need you, Grace. We need the milk. We got, we, honestly, that should be a battle cry. Got milk? We need milk. We need breast milk. Okay. I, I, I like, I mean, I'm down. Pride milk. 
was that guy was doing that right at Pride at the Pride Parade? <laughs> the, okay, I wish I could do that. I need a job. Um, cool. Okay, uh, I'll leave you guys with this. Um, yeah, I used to date a girl. I would spoil her. Um, her titty milk was sour. Okay, guys, you guys have a good night. Drink your life away, smoke your Ernest Evangelista, hooray! Um, if you want to give comments, you can, but that abortion joke is fire. I don't know if anybody has anything to say. You don't have to. You heard people laughing. That works enough. Ernest Evangelista! All right. Your next comedian. Uh, what a what a lovely lady she is, and, and how very funny and wonderful. Uh, if this was the Olympics, I would say representing. No, I'm kidding. I I love that. I love that you're Ukrainian so much and Russian. All of it. It's all together. And your accent it just blows my mind. Put your hands together for Vicky Kozol. Yeah. This can't be little Blows my mind too. I can't get rid of it. Uh, no matter what I do. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, on, on that note, fam, I'm trying to be more Americanized, uh, but it's not that easy. After so many years, I'm living the uh, living here. I, I still can't tell the difference <coughs> between a baseball card and a graphic novel. <laughs> yeah, they're they're the same object, right? I don't see any difference. Um, I spent way too much time uh, trying to memorize which sports team in this city does what. Um, but I think. I think I finally got it, so let, let's try it. Um, Giants is a baseball, right? Okay, 49ers is a football, and the guy who died in a helicopter crash with his teenage daughter a couple of years ago was a basketball player. Did I get it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah go Vicky! Go Vicky! <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm trying to keep it a secret, but I don't care much about sports. Um, uh, I was walking in downtown San Francisco uh, the other day, and I saw this guy in the distance. Um, he looked at his phone, and then very abruptly, he started running towards me. And I thought, are we being bombed by like Russia or North Korea? But then he zipped by me and yelled, go Warriors, Warriors won! Are you happy? And I was like, uh, I guess I'm happy. No news is good news. <laughs> um, you know, I parked my car the other day uh, uh, at a parking lot, and when I came back, there was this guy standing there eyeing my parking permit through my windshield. Um, and I was like, can I help you? And uh, he said, yeah, I'm going to buy the parking permit from you for $20. Uh, and I was like, it's expired. And he said, it's okay, I'm still gonna buy it from you for $20. And I said, I'm not selling it. And he said, why not? You can make $20 without doing anything. And I said, well, what if you just murdered someone within the last couple of hours, right? And now you are uh, trying to pin that murder on me and buy yourself an alibi for $20. I swear the guy froze in place. He froze in place for a minute. He was standing there, completely paralyzed, staring at me. And then he said, 
and I was, and I was like, you got a deal. <laughs> um, do I still have time, Pam? Okay. Um, I don't know if you noticed, uh, but outdoor comedy is the latest trend in San Francisco. Anywhere you go, outdoor comedy, like on every sidewalk, every, every park lot. Um, another trend we have is, of course, gentrification. But I think street comedy is going to fix that. I think street comedy is going to bring our city right back to its rugged roots. Um, I've lived in my neighborhood for many years, and it's always been a neighborhood of immigrant and working families. But just recently, someone bought a house across the street for three and a half million dollars. Three and a half million dollars? I mean, if this is a working family who bought that house, where did they get the money? And, and if this is a rich family that bought that house, what are they doing in my neighborhood? <laughs> um, you know, I saw a homeless person in my neighborhood settling on a stoop of a school building. And my neighbor ran up to him and yelled, you can't be here, children come here. And I was a little puzzled that my neighbor puts more value on children than on homeless people. Like, he relates to children more than he relates to homeless people. He's not getting any younger, yet his rent keeps going up. I understand children as our future, but so is homelessness. Uh, <laughs> on that positive note, I'm gonna return the time back to the room. <laughs> I'll take the okay, comments. Yeah, well, that new joke thank about you. your parking permits, fire. <laughs> oh, like you. it's great because your timing was exquisite. Oh, thank you. Like the amount you waited and all of that was just <laughs> was just like perfect. Thank you. I don't know what to do about that joke at the end. You're right; it's not. It's sad. But so, what is your point that children, homeless, are more important than children because they can steal things from you? Or oh no, 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 no. Uh, may maybe, maybe I was not clear in my speech. But uh, basically, the joke is that uh, my neighbor. Uh, values children because he was trying to shoot that homeless person off of the uh, school, the, the, the stoop at a school building. Sure. And my question is, like, does he value um, children more than he values homeless people? Well, I think, but kind of, don't, don't we all? I don't know. What's the rule uh, on that? I I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, so the follow up was he. I, did, I didn't get it because I was like, oh. Does he, re does he relate with children more than he relates? Uh, no, no, no. We no, don't no, want to paint him as a person that's into children. Yeah. We just need somewhere to sleep, and it's a nice yeah. place to do yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know yeah, how I to think, make it funny. I think I have to be a little bit more articulate to, uh, while like, saying this joke. I yeah. get how you said children are the future, but yeah. then homelessness is around the corner for us all also, too. Oh. That's yeah. what uh, that's, that Homelessness is also the children, future, too. Children is our future, but, but so, so is homelessness. homelessness. So that's, that. that's the joke. That's fire, yeah. though. All right. Yeah. Child, like. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not getting any younger yet. His rent keeps going up. Yeah, yeah, that, that microphone's okay. Um, I got oh, it. Thank, I you. Got it, thank you. Um, it depends on the audience sometimes. People have differing views on mm -hmm. homelessness. Uh, anyway, um, what I, I loved the, the, I hate sports, so I really liked your, yeah. like, the Giants, <laughs> oh, the 49ers, mm -hmm. and then the, the, the man and his daughter. And then it's like basketball, right? And yeah, then they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. So you could be like Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, that might be not a good example. Yeah. yeah. But I don't. Uh, but I, I really like your joke. Thank you. Um, and honestly, you could have kind of stopped at like, you know, children are our future. So 
but you know, it was mm-hmm. like um, yeah. Uh, it's like children are the future, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. our future closer to homelessness, something like that, where mm-hmm. it kind of ties yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody. Vicky Cozzo! And her amazing accent and her Russianness, yeah. Cool. Your next comedian, super excited to bring him up. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Julio! Yay! It's took over my whole body. Um, I think, I wasn't going to say this joke, but I think it's appropriate because the last uh, feedback I heard something about. Anyways, I watch cartoons and like, I would start noticing that it's just brainwashing you to, you to buy a bunch of shit. Like uh, SpongeBob has Krabby Patties in the store, and they're gummies, not burgers, because he's soft like a sponge, and gummies are soft. Get it? <laughs> not a coincidence. And then Chowder, a cartoon Chowder, makes you like want to buy soup. Start off small with little bumps of powder. I mean Chowder, and then you. Get up to big lines. <laughs> but foster homes for imaginary friends never had any merchandise. That's because foster homes kids steal shit. <laughs> Fucked up system we got. Behind bars for candy bars? You thought foster homes are bad? Wait till you get to Gladiator Academy like Chino or Tracy. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you know how there's just people with foot fetishes and they get turned on by people's feet? You know what turns them off? A goody two-shoes. Oh, so my friend, he uh, wanted me to hook me up with his sister because she, like, her, her, she's a widow. She, her husband passed away. He was like, bro, you can be part of this family. I give you my blessing. I'll probably let her suck my dick. That's about it. One time I seen a Panda Express with a drive-thru. And I ordered broccoli beef. They gave me all broccoli, no beef. My friend was like, that's bullshit. No, that's not. That's debauchery. Okay, you guys ever um, want to have somebody want to come over your house, but you don't really trust them? But you want to be cool, so you just bitch-proof your house real fast. Get all expensive shit, hide it, don't tell them no, let them know it's there. Can't bitch-proof your house from someone who smokes crystal. Because they'll go through everything. And you'll put them in an empty room, they'll be like, there's copper in them there walls. <laughs> they go through my, man, a bitch-proof house, you're not going to find anything in the fridge. Nothing in the medicine cabinet. At least nothing that gets you high. Like, regular Tylenol, that's it. And Zoloft. But if you read the bottle of Zoloft, it sounds like it'll get you high, because the name, got a Z in the name, like Xanax. And it got Loft, make you want to relax and chill. You can even get a cute girl name like Zoe. There'll be people selling it on the corner, like, hey, dog, you got some Zoe? You know I keep that 101, baby. Oh, one time I had this coworker, had this, uh, Roommate that was a lesbian. He's like, damn, she was so hot. You ever see a lesbian so hot? You let her fuck you with a strap on? It says more about you than her, bro. Why don't you just put your dick in her pussy? Okay. People from Texas always say they got the best barbecue. 
thing never had the six letters that stands for ebt bbq that's a food stands barbecue and it combines This is our first time running the board, so please trust us. Hi, guys. So, real quick, I guess we're going to just talk real quick. Hey, guys, Be My Guy Christ will be having a show on Sundays, um, 4 to 6. Sundays, underground, underground living young, ugly, ugly Sunday. Yeah. We are okay. You're on one. Okay, there. Oh, yeah. Can you guys hear us now? Okay, we're really nervous, but this is our first time doing this. But thank you for to Pam and Mutiny Radio for letting us do this too. But thank you. Here's Pam again, though. Yay! Did you guys do comments on Julio? Did you? Did anybody have any comments? Oh, go ahead. Great. Go, go up to the microphone. You guys can go back. Go back. I'm sorry. I had to. I had a little. I had a small. I had a conference meeting outside, and uh, yeah. Hey, did my microphone get cut off? I couldn't tell. You're you're on. No. Oh, I, I walked off because I thought they cut me off. Like I went too long. Sorry. No, guys. no. That was weird. Sorry. No, you're good. All right. I gotta finish the joke. Just kidding. Are you ready to get roasted? Yeah. <laughs> roasted? No, yeah, I'm kidding. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I really liked um, the. I just fucking blinked, but um, one that I was just gonna fuck with you about was uh, the the dude like wanting to get pegged by the the hot lesbian. Oh yeah. You know, don't shame the prostate, my guy. Is that right? You don't gotta you don't gotta hate on the on the you know all the euphemisms for on the, yeah hate on the prostate. Thank you, sir. In the distance. Um, but yeah, it's it's the Bay Area. You gotta know your audience, man. No, Most was, guys like the butt. The Bay Area. This was Oh, I'm yeah. I'm just saying the oh, I think she's saying like read the room or know your audience, but oh. also in the practice setting, like, you know, sometimes you gotta do butt jokes. Oh this is real life. It was, I didn't make it up. That's what oh, my yeah. coworker told me. Clap your hands together, everybody. For Julio, yay. Yay. Is that a weird part of this? Just one hey. last comment. Um, dude, I, I love the cartoon stuff, but like, um, I was expecting you to say something about your shirt because oh. you were like, they make you buy stuff that you don't need. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't remember why I was wearing this shirt. I didn't even know I was wearing this shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been perfect. No, okay. Well, anyway, that was it. You are you wearing, is it Pokemon? No, no, no. Uh, it's Dragon no. Ball Z. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z. Very cool. Yeah, I didn't think of that because I wasn't supposed to say it, but someone said something about, um, homeless, stealing shit. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have to say it now. I don't know. Oh, that's what I had to do. I, was, I wasn't going to say that joke. I wasn't, wasn't ready. <laughs> Thank you. Because I was growing up, I was addicted to Nickelodeon. Addictalodeon. <laughs> I like that. And you can always get slimed anywhere you are. Hey. Uh, <laughs> what was the word they were supposed to say? 
Never mind. What was the word they weren't supposed to say? Changed with every episode. Oh, it changed every episode, yeah. and then they got slimed. Put, I remember it too. Put your hands together, everybody. For Julio Caesar, yay! All right, Ben, are you ready to go up next, or do you want to wait one? You ready? All right, hey everybody, put your hands together for Ben Steinberg. The judge is stunk. I'll be fucking bitches by the jump. My name Black. You words want to play in my dirt? Then stop my mama, sir. Free lunch from the church. I come like a thousand dust. Bitch, you quiet at the bus, making the fuss. I got self love. Ungloved the news. Uh, hello, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I am um, doing comedy now for the ladies and for the money. Yeah, I'm uh, actually a lady in disguise. The Cary Grant costume was uh, all sold out, so I got the Ben Steinberg for half off. Came with the t-shirt. And um, some of my comic idols are uh, Steven Seagal, Chuck Norris, and of course, Baby Yoda. And I, I get all my material from the farce. The farce is what binds me and surrounds me and flows through me. And I'm plugged into it right now. And I think I'm just getting a busy signal, but um, uh, this always happens. I, I've got an emergency joke for this kind of occasion. Uh, I'll, sh I'll share it. I was going to save it for the Tonight Show, but I'll, 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 I'll use it now. Because, yes, what did the chicken say to the other chicken? Don't be a chicken or a turkey. <laughs> Yeah, well, I should have saved it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't know I'm actually uh, Albert Einstein's younger brother, Frank, which kind of explains my aversion to open flames and uh, audiences with pitchforks. I go... Ah! And, um, let's see, I've got more jokes. I've done my homework. I'm not the world's most imitatable comic anymore. I'm maybe the second most imitatable. But I, um, I'm, my friend Bertola says if I win the lottery, I'll be homeless within a year. But I think I'll be homeless within half a year and living in the TL in Frisco, near a big pile of doo-doo, swirled with a syringe on top, laughing uncontrollably. And I'll be probably camped out near Tony Sparks, the godfather of comedy's mansion in the TL. Uh-oh. Okay. I, uh, I better get off the stage before I get the hook. I can't afford the hook again. Thank you. You've been a wonderful audience. I 
love you all and i'll remember all the jokes i forgot later okay thank you Ben Stein, the younger brother of Frank and Stein. Yeah, you're going to get it, you silly gooses. Um, it's funny, Tony Sparks and I actually live across the street from each other, and both of us have tiny, tiny apartments. <laughs> That's how that works. Um, all right, we have a couple comedians left. Thank you, everybody, for staying and being supportive and super cool. Um, do you, It's either going to be Lee or Greg. Does either one of you have chomping at the bit harder than the other, or... Do you want to mad dog each other? Look at that. They're just, they're both nice guys. He doesn't. Oh, all right. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Greg Causal. Yay! Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pam. Great to be here as always. Um, <clears throat> I am so lazy. I think I'm too lazy to even get sick. You know your immune system is bored when you yawn in the middle of a sneeze. Yeah. I can't go to bed on time no matter what I do. I think my sleeping schedule is just as lazy as I am. Haven't woken up at 8 a.m. since God created 8 a.m. In fact, I haven't woken up in the a.m. for so long that I think I've kissed mornings goodbye. You know. you know how yawns are contagious, right? Well, I wake up, yawn, look in the mirror, and I freeze in time. You know how you're supposed to be taller in the morning and shorter in the evening? Well, I sleep for so long, and I stay up so late, that I'm actually taller in the evening and shorter in the morning. Whenever I sit down to do nothing, I just progress to doing more of nothing. I think I build up laziness momentum, you know? Actually, <laughs> Pam actually suggested me that tag, so thank you very much, Pam, long ago. Memories, memories. Um, during the lockdown, Starbucks closed at 4. I get up at 4! I got so lazy that just getting up in the morning was already an office job for me. I got so lazy that relaxing became work. I laid in bed so much that I think I became a closed energy circuit because all the energy that I got from sleeping just went back into keeping me in bed. My mom works a lot. She gets up at 6 and I go to bed at 6. We have sleep relay races. I mean, great. She's winning. Whenever I open up my phone, I always accidentally land on the Compass app. I think my phone wants to give me at least a little direction of where to go. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should take a ceramics class and make a mold, you know, just to break out of the mold of not doing anything. Yeah. It's, it's a grim scene, really. Um, I'm lazy and I'm not very punctual. Uh, so I tend to show up early to a lot of past events. Yeah, seriously. I showed up 10 minutes early to a class that happened a week ago, which I ever slept for. School went on Zoom during the lockdown, right? But then they even got rid of Zoom classes and just gave you material and a deadline, right? So I was in a rush to sign up for one of these Zoom classes because I still wanted to get out of the house every now and then, you know? My Zoom classes are so boring. They're so boring that when I yawn, my microphone automatically unmutes to show the teacher that I'm actually engaged, 
you know. Uh, I'm an introvert, as if you couldn't tell. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to practice any social skills during the lockdown. However, since I stayed up 24-7, I became equally well acquainted with every minute of the day. Thank you. I'm not very conversational. To an introvert, a conversation is actually the most antisocial situation there is. You know this? Yeah. Because he can't even hear himself think. Yeah. Um, in conversation, I'm like an iceberg. I slowly drift away from you. I melt down. I mean, even when someone says things to me under their breath, it feels like a hurricane hitting my face. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when no one's talking, I hear an echo because my ears want to appreciate the silence. Yeah, I don't even have an inner dialogue. To me, something is either inner or a dialogue. Guys, thank you so much. Please keep it going for Pam. The whole thing. everyone. That was great. You should, um, do you watch Stephen Wright a lot? You watch the, the comedian Stephen Wright? Yeah. Yeah, I would watch some of his stuff because, um, you know, he's like all one-liners and stuff, and you've got some real gems in there. And, and like, no, like, he's awkward as fuck. And not saying that you, I'm just saying you could, like, he's, I feel like studying, like, what he's doing. Cool, cool, cool. Because your jokes lend themselves. Like, you've got so many punchlines in there, and it's just going to be how do you sell them? Because they're really well written. Are there any other comments? We're gonna, hey, clap wildly, everybody. Great causal, yay! All right, we got two comedians left. Your next comedian, oh my God, he did so great at the punchline last night. He really, I was so, I walked in and I'm like, oh my God, Lee's on stage, I was so happy. I was like, look at that, look at my favorite serial killer. And he knocked it out of the park. No, but he did, and he talked about his serial killer weirdness and he knocked it out of the fucking park with his glasses and his mention. And uh, clap your hands together, everybody, right now for Lee Wyatt. Yay! Well, God damn it, I didn't wear my glasses, so <laughs> kind of undersold the whole serial killer thing. I feel like this is where I belong. Right here under Abe Lincoln, you know? <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Because I'm a champion of freedom, is what I'm saying. I'm a champion of freedom. Uh, you know, all jokes aside, I just wanted to say to Pam and Mutiny Radio that I'm very, very glad to be sitting here right now because a year ago this weekend was the first time I did comedy in the city, and it was right here. It was right here. So let's hope I can get some fucking laughs, right? Let's hope I can make you laugh. Some people give me shit, because they think, you know, I'm in my 30 aughts, I'm not gonna be a specific. Some people think that's too late to start, you know? And I realize I'm getting old, because uh, the other day my, my dad, and you know, to be frank, I have daddy issues. <laughs> right, ladies? Uh, <laughs> but now he, uh, he texted me the other day and he said, Hey, son, just wanted to let you know I took out a life insurance policy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, read more? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please, father. I'll read more. Uh, 
Not too exciting, though. He said it was about $328. <laughs> so for the first time in my life, I'm hoping my dad makes it like another six years. <laughs> <laughs> then I might be able to afford one month rent. That'll be great. That'll be <laughs> wonderful. And that's how math works. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was brand new. That was I just made it up just now. Uh, <laughs> You know, like Pam said, I get a lot of shit for how I look. Uh, when I'm not wearing my glasses, uh, sometimes I get that I look like a hot Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds about as good as it feels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that's fine. But, uh, you know, when I am wearing my glasses, it makes it extremely difficult for me to get drugs on the streets, guys. Because <laughs> just imagine it if I actually had them on and these jokes worked better. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I had these fucking... God damn it, why'd you leave them at home, you idiot? Um, but no, it's really hard for me to get them because everyone's like, I'm like, hey, can I get a bag of heroin or what? You too? <laughs> this happens to you? Okay. <laughs> I don't believe that. But no, I always get the, you look like an undercover cop. You know? And they're like, hey, lift your shirt up. And you know, like the gullible white guy I am, I lift it up. <laughs> I lift it up. <laughs> exactly. And that's what happened, because it was like, bam, bam, dun, 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 and he lifted my shirt over my head and started punching me and stuff. Yeah, oh shit, it's right. Got stabbed. It's fine, though, because all he could afford was a spoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was gold-plated, and I am allergic, so. Real big rash, I gave him the money. I gave him the money, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and either way, that was pretty much it. I just wanted to come say how thankful I am to be here at this spot, and uh, I'm sure a lot of you are too. Thank you, Pam, very much for all you do for this comedy world <laughs> here in the city, baby. Give it up to Pam. You don't have to give it up to me. That wasn't very good. <laughs> Catch your hands clapping for Lee Wyatt and his pandering. That's called pandering, and I don't mind it at all. Yeah, there's comments. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I love okay. harassment. About, about the, the serial killer shit, well, one, you'd be like, you know, I have Abe Lincoln above me, like a Lee Harvey Oswald kind of shtick. You know, oh, the name thing. Yeah, well. serial killer. Then you could also do, um, fuck, I had it in my head. Uh... Oh, about the, the life insurance shit. You'd be like, you know, again, because people tend to kill people for life insurance payouts. Um, and my father deserves it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what you're saying. Mo most, of, most of our fathers do, quite frankly. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> and fuck, there was an, what between the life insurance and the Abe Lincoln. Oh, you could do like a bit if you like forget your fucking glasses, like a um, the Superman, Harvey, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying. Harvey Dent? Is that the name of Clark Kent? Thank you. I was like, Harvey Dent? Also like Clark Kent. Harvey Dent? No. Um, but, you know, kind of like you're, <laughs> you're trying to, like, you know. Try the benefit is that I can't even tell if anyone's here. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see at all. 
I think that I actually... The Gold Jacket Club, there it is. Comment from back here. Comment, comment. So, um, I have a comment for you. The fact that you've been doing it a year and today's your anniversary, that's really dope because a lot of people will never start to even celebrate a week of doing something. So, that's dope, bro. Like, hang in there with your shit, bro. That's dope. Lee Wyatt, everyone. Yay! <laughs> Hey, and that's really exciting that it was your year anniversary and you got up on the punchline and it only took you a year. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty miraculous, man. That's like, it's exactly the way it's supposed to work. You start, you, know, you go every week, and then a year later you get up and you knock it out of the park, and then they go, hey, come back. Uh, so that's the way you did it. You, woo, just keep going back. Uh, yay, Lee Wyatt, yay. Okay, um, pretty lady, are you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to objectify you like that. Are you with Andrew, are you a comedian? Did you, yeah. Did you want to do a set? Oh, that's your sister. I thought that maybe I was like, or you were on a Tinder. I was like, I thought it was really brave of you on a Tinder date to bring her to an open mic. I thought that that was like really special. On the, I was like, they're gonna go watch like Fourth of July fireworks and hold hands or something. But but they're oh, sister wife. Okay, so you're just chilling as a person. That's amazing. Um, you're incredible. Give it up for the ex-Mormons. Yay. You should start a Donnie and Marie group and call it something else. Andrew and I already forgot your name. The Valentines. That's perfect. Okay, I'm going to go up and do some jokes. So, um, yay. Are you my judge? It's just you should be punished. I'm going to chop off your arm. So you ready? Yeah, and then you just, and then you just pull it out. Yeah. You just yeah. pull it out yeah. on CD1. Yeah. That's in the way. Pull out. You never have to pull out on me because I have an IUD. Although, yeah. Although it's super old. My IUD is nine years old. And so they told me you're supposed to get it out. I was like, I, can't I just die with it inside me? And they're like, no. <laughs> I don't understand. It's been with me for so long. And so I went in and they're like, okay, well, we're going to need to do an ultrasound to see where it is to take it out. I'm like, you just don't go in and take it out. They're like, no, no, no. We have to see yeah, where it could be lodged. I'm like, okay, fine. Can't you just keep it in there? It's like a pool sweeper for your uterus. It keeps all the dead babies out. Is that what pool sweepers are for, to keep the ba dead babies out of pools? I don't know. Do they use those in? Well, it just, it's a copper. So I told them, I'm like, it's made of copper, and I want it. I want to keep it, because I've had it with me for so long. I think my superpowers are inside of it. And I, it's been in my uterus. It's been, like, swimming in there, and like, and it's got to have something. I mean, even if you believe in witchcraft like that much, like I need the fucking IUD, right? Okay, none of you believe in witchcraft. That's okay. Either do I. <laughs> All right. Uh, funny enough, I was wearing this um, tiger's eye that a buddy gave me, and when I took it off, I literally lost power. Like I, it's crazy. It's just it's like, oh, stones do work. I'm insane. Smoke more pot. What's happening? What is witchcraft? Okay. It's like, well, believe whatever you want. Bam. Okay. This is water. I should have said this is gin. This is water. Uh, witchcraft is weird, though, because I think they used to call it, or they, they just rebranded. They just used the patriarchy is real. So um, it used to be called witchcraft, and now they just call it feminism. <laughs> but it's so silly. I don't understand. Like, witches were just ladies who 
lived in the forest with animals, cats, snakes, squirrels, I don't know, ferrets, who knows, butterflies, I don't know. But they just, they didn't, they didn't have any roommates. And so that's funny to me. I'm like, oh, so, because you're a woman who wants to live alone, you don't want roommates, we're going to kill you? Like, because think about their room, children are their worst fucking roommates. Who has children? You have children. They are the worst fucking roommates. Jam hands everywhere. They don't pick any goddamn thing up. They don't know how to do laundry. They can't feed themselves. Jesus Christ, they're the worst fucking roommates. They don't pay rent. They shit everywhere. Children are like the fucking... Oh, you're a witch. You don't want to be roommates with children? Fuck you. Men just leave. I don't have to be roommates with children. <laughs> no, but then the second worst roommates, uh, men. Oh, that's so funny. I used to be married. I know what it's like. Here's the thing. When I poop into the toilet, it goes into the water, and then it flushes. And whenever I go in after a dude, it's like over there on the side and the back and all the, all the under. How? Are you, I mean, are your buttholes in different parts of your bodies than ours? Like, I know where my butthole is. Are they higher up? I don't... <laughs> I'm wondering, why is it... Is it just that women know how to clean things? We don't want roommates. You're going to murder us? Um, it's like people going like, we need to be taken care of, but we aren't going to give you any power. We're going to force you to take care of us. And then women that are like, wait a minute. I'm just going to live alone. They're like, kill them! Take their land! Steal their house! Burn. Anyway, don't burn them in the house. Keep the house. Grab, drag them out of the house. Do you know how the Italians killed witches? This is my favorite thing from the past. Okay. So they didn't just put a witch in a bag and drown her. They put her in a bag with a cat and drowned them together. So fucked up! Sorry, it's just like, I just imagine the poor kitty drowning and the kid's going to drown before you. So you have to watch a cat die, which if you love cats, is pretty fucked up. <laughs> the patriarchy's real. Like, <laughs> why do you want to murder cats? Anyway, it, no, it really makes me sad because cliches don't exist unless the words exist ahead of time. Like, they have to exist and exist and exist for it to become a cliche. So it's like there's more than one way to skin a cat. Why? Who's skinning cats? And why are you doing? Why? Why is this a thing? Like, um, you can't, you hit someone over the head if you're swinging a dead cat in the air. Why are we swinging cats in the air? Have you not heard these sayings about cats? I mean, I guess let the cat out of the bag. Fuck yeah, let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> let me out of the bag with the cat. I don't want to be. <laughs> cats go in bags. They're curious. Curiosity killed the cat. See, everything's about murdering cats. That's another thing. I don't mean to bring it down, but I've heard stories from the 50s about gross, evil little boys sticking things like firecrackers in cats' butts and then lighting them. And that's things boys do. And why? Why are they so violent? Why? You're a mom. Did you do that? Did you raise them that way? Did you raise... You don't have a violent son. I see him in front of me. I'm blaming everyone. I'm like, why are your sons so violent? And like, I gotta get off the soapbox. I'm not, I just didn't have any kids because I like to drink. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I just decided long ago, I'm like, you know what? I like drinking. Children and drinking don't usually mix because, um, I don't know, you, you trip over them, I think, is what happens. You forget that they're there and you're like, oh. <laughs> then they get a bruise. Yeah, there's a, I just didn't want to be a drunk mom. I'll close on this. It's really sad. Well, no, I didn't want to have kids because I hadn't, 
when my ex-husband wanted me to have kids, it was it was at a time in my life where I hadn't done, done anything really. And um, I was like, I want to go to graduate school. I don't want to have kids until I go to graduate school. Because if I didn't, I would have a kid. And then even if I didn't consciously tell them this, I'd be like, mommy could have been something if it wasn't for you. In fact, I should have had a kid because then I'd have a fucking excuse for being a nobody. That would be so much better right now if I had like a 12-year-old child and I could be like, it's your fault. I come home from an open mic and I'm like, I bombed tonight and it's all you. That would be amazing. There's, and <laughs> please everybody, support abortions, all right? Don't make me be a mom. Thank you. All right, uh, that's that's joke. Uh, that's joke workshop tonight. Is th there's no other comedians outside? We're all good. All right, it's Fourth of July. Go explode shit, friends. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> 
international banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. And it's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit? thing called it's joke workshop joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radius so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays 6 to 8 p.m at the mutant radius yahoo <laughs> I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. And I started to do some thinking. I had a really, really good time. Flat black plastic. I'm a freeway. I'm a freeway. Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. 
Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show. One of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how Listen to me. 
live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio The world's deadliest assassins are already dead. A shadowy group of killers for hire is eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are long dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit on himself. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Have you reflected and have, have any like feedback on what you hope this show is going to bring today? I've, I've, um, I think that our callers really need to think about the place that they want because it's been so integral. Like, I mean, I almost think about like, uh, you know, the seven point, like Anne Bogart, seven points of theater of like, but you have to think about the architecture, the architecture of place. Uh-huh. And I really enjoyed the Muni bus from Muni bus episode was, one. Muni bus was the best. And so I feel like living room in um, 2.1, I mean, it, it could have been awesome if we would have had some details, like it was sunken in like a 70s one, like it was like a pit, and then like brother and sister were coming home. You guys have to listen to the last episode, I don't know what we're talking about. But it just, it didn't even burgeon into the ways of like, what? And yeah, I think the lev- living room sex fantasy wasn't my favorite. I think so far it's still the Muni bus for sure. The Muni bus! The Muni bus was awesome. Well, hopefully we have some good sex fantasies today, and we will see what the people of San Francisco and the world think of, and we will make their dreams come true like a fairy godmother. 415-550-0511 for your fairy godmother to put glitter all over your face. <laughs> you want, all right, you want so, to be glitter bombed? All right. So I'd say, so the first person that we have is, is this person who I've actually met. I met him once. He's someone who follows me on Facebook mm. and follows me on Instagram. He met me in the Castro once and asked for a picture and we took a picture and that was about it. And I said, hey, I'm doing a sex phone sex podcast. For the record, he is, I'm like 28. He like might be 78. So did you take your shirt off for I did said, not, said picture? I did not because I felt like, though I guess it's legal to take your shirt off in the Castro. It's, sure. You can, the only thing illegal, you can walk around naked, but you're not allowed to sit, sit down, down without a towel. You can't let the bottom of your dick or your nutsack touch any kind of public bench. I think that I'm, I'm kind of happy with that rule because I don't think I... I'm, I'm glad that someone was like, you know, we are, we're all for body positivity and, like, you know, nudity, but 
there also is like a boundary i mean this guy wish probably wanted me to be butt naked but who knows maybe in the sex fantasy we're gonna make this come true if you <laughs> and he's sending a lot of emojis so this mm. so that you know what that means <laughs> if if you wrapped your junk in in saran wrap could you sit on any bench you wanted if I Anywhere. wrapped my junk in saran wrap, could I sit wherever I wanted? Yes. I think that's yes, because then the, the it's not junk touching. is yeah. <laughs> you, don't need a, you don't need a towel. You just need saran wrap. So let's get the first guy on. Yeah. I, so um, I'm gonna. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring down the Semex mm-hmm. a little bit. Bring it down. Take it out. Okay. Yeah. Take it out. Who's coming? Here we go. On? So I'm gonna say gonna the, the number. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him to call. Five, five, zero, zero, five, call. So, um, call four four one five 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 zero zero five one one. I'm a little scared for this one because yeah. I actually you actually know this. I don't guy. know this person. For the record, I do not know this person. Oh, barely. I like took a picture with this person, and I'm like really grateful that. Um, that we that we did this, but like also, I just don't know what the sex fantasy is, and I'm assuming the sex fantasy is going to involve me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I as I told people tonight who I was talking to, I'm like, dude, it's free phone sex. You can identify. Shit, damn, Good evening and welcome to Old Soul Radio. I'm your host, Professor Gabe, and I'm Gima. And we got Syph in the building. Sup, Syph? Everybody featuring Syph. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Tonight we got a special guest named Callie J, who is on his way. He'll be here a little later. That's all right. Um, but for now, we're just going to play some music, um, listen to some shit that me and Jai have been listening to. Yep. Some new albums coming out. Hella albums coming out. I think people are gearing up for summer, man. A lot of stuff to discuss, too, you know, like the shows that have been going on and mm-hmm. all that, man. Just Hell yeah. Good hip-hop shit. Yep. Hip-hop so, shit. So we're going to start out with some tracks, and then uh, maybe when uh, Callie gets here, we'll start uh, getting into some shit. Facto. Facto. All right. So um, uh, I know this first one, Denzel Curry just came out with his album Zoo. This single's been out for a minute. Maybe we'll play some of his other album that hasn't just came out too. But um, this song, Ricky, fucking slaps. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is Ricky. Make sure the channel's right. Yeah. First day rocking, now they hopping All on the way cause they see me popping Big, big, large pockets, they start flocking Here's what I say when they ass keep knocking My daddy said trust no man but your brothers And never leave your gay ones in the gutter My daddy said treat young girls like your mother My mama said trust no hope, use a rubber I'ma act, one, two, stop the track, bring it back What it do? See, Ricky said never let no Start fucking. Here's what I say. 
Shit, I can't recall. Just know a stripper made a tip like a bank reward. I just drunk all night, fucked up all night. So tell me what the fuck these bitches hating for? They hate me, they hate Zay. Why they hate the boy? Cause we making all the hits that they can't record. Me and my daddy was a shit back in 84. It's a God in your presence, better praise the Lord. I got a nigga going down like I paid him for it. And I shine so hard that you can't ignore it. I shine so bright, take shots all night. You niggas so broke, you make the way to board. With a team at the city, really waiting for the takeover. The city like it's waiting for us. Once we on, they gon' be like, who came before us? Once we on, then y'all out. Big money, shut it down. You know I me, mean? I like to sip my drink. And I ain't got no shame at all. Chips, big money. I'm in beast mode. I got that Henny in me, so I'm going full throttle like a Hemi. Got her body busting like a Simi. Got her begging, give me, give me. Tell her, hold up, I'm finna take a shot at Remy. Oh, Remy mode, drinking in the Aston Martin. All my niggas would be flossing, flossing. Oh shit, five off in the bubbles, all the bottles in the back, nigga toss it. You know me, I like to sip my drink, and I ain't got no shame at all. I'ma drink it out the bottle. What they want, they want. What they want, they want. 
back at it again. Back at it. In the kitchen whipping, I'm rapping again. Whipping. Keep on playing, bitch, then I'm stabbing your friend. Woo. I'm in the hood, they think I'm back trapping again. Trapping. Woo. Oh my gosh, back at it again. Back at it. Hey, all my grizzly niggas, that's back in again. Hey, hey, be gon' fall that on me, back, back in again. Hey, keep a quarter on me, back, back in the fence. Cash, cash. Frostbite, foreign whips taking trips, that's the bus life. Bad bitch wanna see what my sauce like. I flash money, talk shit, and I floss ice. Fuck with a bro, bitch, I cannot. Big dog in this bitch like the Sandlot. Finna run a quick play, that's a handoff. DVS on my neck, it's a dance off. 
I don't ask for no head, she get straight to it. And I pull the track out, now her hair ruined. Baby, get to dig, my feelings not included. She wanna go around and her money's brutal. When I'm smoking on louder than the car alarm. Got your baby mama busting like a firearm. I just run up, big bags. I just hey, shoot movies hey, and hey, I pop tags. I'm a run, 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 run the bag up. I just hit one time, then I pass her. Hey, I know they can't stand us. Hey, wipe them off just like dandruff. I'm a run, 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 run the bag up. No, you a broke boy, so just back up. Hey. I just want my bands up, ayy. I just want my bands up. Big buffies on my face, so I'm a vampire. She gon' bust it wide open for the Aquamar. I saw the zipper fire, honey, you know I got that fire. Bitches, bows in the trunk, bows in the tar. I'm that nigga that make you spice up your lifestyle. Put a 50 on the glass, so pussy pipe down. Jumped off the porch earlier, was a wild child. You were never on the scene, you just came out. I'm an authentic hot boy like Turk and them. Watch Twine start gigging when that work came in. Your main threw was on my line when them purse came in. And I'ma sell it for the high, I don't got two for ten. This was got me geeked up, I heard you was a powder puff. You can still get your ass beat it, Brody Jinky Tuff. Oh, you that nigga in your bag, huh? You done made a hundred thousand out of the trap, huh? I just hit one time, then I pass her. Hey, I know they can't stand us. Hey, wipe them off just like dandruff. I'm a run, 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 run the bag up. No, you a broke boy, so just back up. Hey, I just want my bands up. Hey, I just want my bands up. $28 smoothie, new toolie, left hand in the coochie, swerving, hope a nigga don't crash on Choosy Susie, buckle for a new coupie, new coochie, same one, bigger head on in the movie. Lay, walk up on the floss, no, 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 no show, I don't even want the push, just don't. 200 for the cologne, make a post like Malone. Oh, get up out my face, run out, real nigga, some dope. Glock 40 when I slide, and I still rep that mob. Got a country-ass bitch when I fuck her, she yeehaw. Sit it down in the city, up the park, 55. I'm a piece so that shit that you heard, it was right. You would never see my bitch going to you bought the bitch of Michael Kors off top, that's how Run up that bag, run up no mask Fuck her, then smash, this would not last I'm a run, 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 run the bag up I just hit one time, then I pass her I know they can't stand us Wipe them off just like dandruff I'm a run, 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 run the bag up No, you a broke boy, so just back up I just want my bands up I just want my bands up
snare bass and want some double G's, yeah. You got that shit all in your bag. Got your ex on the side looking mad. You want somebody to come and take care of your niece, uh? Cause you a bad bitch and you don't fuck with fleas, uh? Hello? Here's a little something about a bitch like me. Rule number one, don't touch my in here, Cali J, everybody he brought He brought with him another fucking warrior of the city. Let's uh, give it up for Ozer. Thanks for coming through. I'm good, man. These mics sound crisp. Uh, yeah, you know how we finally got them all working at once again. You know, you know how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> ship shape. Get the sound right. <laughs> Fucking ship shape. Uh huh. So Cali, I just I'm like looking at myself. It's the first time we did this. So Cali, um, you got a lot going on right now, man. Somebody here? 
Oh, for yeah. sure. No, I was waving at. Oh, the you're in the camera. camera. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not quite used to it yet, but it's, it's pretty dope. So, okay. Kelly, you got a lot going on right now. We've been talking about like the present a lot, but I, but since you're here, we've never actually had an interview with you. You've been here a bunch yeah, of times, crazy, but man. you never actually had your own interview mm. here. I want to take it for our listeners from the beginning, if that's all right. Of so course, like, that's always that's always all right. So, for those that don't know, I mean, I know, but for those that don't know, where are you from, and how did you? begin to be an artist because i was going to say do music but you really don't just do music you do a lot more right um from the beginning so i'm from i'm from san francisco i was technically born in oakland Mm -hmm. but i was raised out here in san francisco Uh, i grew up in the mo Mm -hmm. and um yeah how did i become an artist man like the first time i heard music you know i i feel like i was an artist you know and I didn't even get into rapping until I was probably like, what, 13, 14 years old, for real. Before that, right. you know, I was I was watching like Michael Jackson and, you know, listening to a whole bunch of oldies <laughs> funk and like, you know, Afro-Latin jazz and shit. So I always liked to dance and sing. Mm. And I went to, for anybody, you know, from Frisco who knows like the schools out here i went to rooftop yeah from mm-hmm. elementary to like sixth grade and yeah, you know, him too like, right you went no to no, 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 no i'm no, tripping no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but not nah, so i went to rooftop and that was an alternative school and they focused highly on arts and stuff and like i'm forever thankful to my mom for putting me in the schools like that because yeah. it just made it to where like i see life through art i live life through music mm-hmm. and it's kind of i've always seen my life dealing with music mm-hmm. entertainment just art expressing myself no mm-hmm. doubt it's kind of hard to imagine myself doing anything else mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean you said you wanted to sing at first and then you kind of got more into rapping like what so, helping with the transition there so it is how it worked so i was you know i was heavily into singing and dancing mm-hmm. you yeah. know doing shit like that and uh in eighth grade i actually i felt like i got introduced to spoken word and poetry Mm, and um you know so anybody who knows what's up with youth speaks i've like i've done a lot of close work with youth speaks and they've you know from the jump from like coming to my school and performing Mm -hmm. like inspired me to be like man like this spoken word shit is kind of dope you know like let me see what i can do with it and then um yeah, also, my mom, you know, who's from New York, she put me on the hella East Coast hip-hop, mm, you know, okay. growing up. That's so crazy. It's hella funny, like, to be honest, like, I didn't really grow up on Bay Area hip-hop right. as much as I grew mm. up on, you know, East Coast. What are some of, like, the albums your mom would play for you from the East Coast? Uh, my mom's and my stepdad, they would, um, Black Star was, like, the first, mm-hmm. the first one. You feel me? Most Def Talib Kweli. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I was heavy in, into Bone Thugs. And I know they ain't yeah. like East Coast. They from, you know, Cleveland. But Bone Thugs was how... Bone Thugs was how I really started, like, getting into rapping. I used to print out the fucking lyrics, right? Yeah. Like, rehearse that shit. And you like to sing, too. So, you know... They yeah, the... so it just... That mm-hmm. was a perfect, you know, mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. example. But, um, yeah, I think it was spoken word and poetry that really got me into rapping. And, mm-hmm. you know, that combined with the fact that I was listening to these, you know, lyricists, these MCs, mm-hmm. um, you know, and of course, you know, like Souls of Mischief, mm-hmm. you know, out here and um, 
those like these real hip hop cats that was really rapping mm -hmm. and the beats was like going crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. I just I fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. you know? So you say like souls of mischief. Sorry, one sec. You say souls of mischief. I'm jumping around here, but like last night you performed at Hiro After Dark. Yeah. So, like that's from from listening to Souls of Mischief to today. Yeah. What does that feel like? You know what I mean? Like, does this is it still like a, as a big of a deal as you thought it would have been when you were first listening to them before you knew them? Or is like so much happened that you feel like this is just what's supposed to be happening mm. right now? Um, it's great. I feel like everything that's happening now is supposed to happen. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and that's how I feel about everything, not just music, mm. but mm -hmm. speaking on on souls of mischief and hieroglyphics, like you know, as a whole, you know, mm -hmm. crew and brand, and um, they're definitely, definitely one of the main reasons I I started going hard mm -hmm. and rapping and. Um, just realizing like man like I could do this shit independent right. and really build my own brand and have control over that you know yeah. and the message I'm trying to put out so it was crazy you know it's like out of all of hieroglyphics you know I was in the souls of mischief that mm -hmm. was my you know that was my jig out, right. out the whole crew and so it was just hella funny you know listening to their albums and you know, everybody has like a favorite in the group, low key. Right. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> it's so funny. I always just fuck with um, A pluses versus the mm -hmm. most. And so, shout out actually, to A plus. Shout out yeah. A plus. Like, real, real, trill individual. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so it's hella funny how we met, actually. My homie Frack, who I performed with mm -hmm. at Hyrule After Dark. Me and that man, we've been knowing each other since 14 years old. We went yeah, to high school yeah. together and been rapping together oh, wow. since then so like 11 years now. that's yeah. crazy wow right and so we actually we did this show at um we did this show in oakland it was like a benefit for um for blowfly you know to save his house mm. it was like a fundraising show and wow that's crazy it's crazy mm. right and so we, <laughs> <laughs> and we were all there and like you know a plus was performing and we met me and frag met him backstage and you know from there from the jump like you could feel the energy is hella humble you right know, just like straight up cordial with you and you know he was he's a very kind spirit mm -hmm. so you know i think that was the start and you know over the years you know we ran into him you know more and more and like we started to chop it up and like mm -hmm. built this bond and i feel like he's just always somebody who looks out you know and right so, mm -hmm. like I feel like going from just listening to the music, not even knowing them, mm -hmm. to then getting to know them as a person, mm. that shit, like, really, that meant a lot. And that, mm. I feel like that inspired me to keep doing what I'm doing. So by the time last night comes, I knew, mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, this is all supposed to happen, but this shit is hella yeah. surreal. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, how did you feel when you were actually up there? You know, was it everything, like, was it's it just a big like crowd, a, too. Yeah. It wasn't like a small side stage kind of thing yeah, well it's at the midway right yeah at the yeah midway, okay so, which was hella cutty because from the out i'd never been there it was my first time it's hella new oh, really from the yeah. outside you know, huh. i'm like what's this and then yeah. i've driven past that hella times right? <laughs> so being inside i was like i didn't know y'all had all this going on right? yeah. Crazy. but yeah being up there um wow being up there was it was like a dream mm. you know it's like a dream and i was like I'm having fun. I feel at home when I'm on stage, you know. Mm -hmm. But I was still like, yeah. this is like a milestone, low key. Yeah, so yeah. It was a goal I had set in my head. 
Yeah. You know. And this is right after. I mean, we just had uh, the Jealous guys on a few weeks ago, yeah, and they were yeah. telling us about the show you did Bro, in Stanford too. Guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like right after that too. And that show, like, I've seen footage of that. You know, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shout out Stanford. Shout out uh, Stanford Blackfest and all the organizers who put that together. Yeah. Like, yo, that was crazy, bro. Was that the biggest crowd you ever performed for? Uh, yeah, probably. It was yeah. one of the biggest. I can't remember. There might be one bigger, but I can't. Remember. Right. That was that. No, nah, that was definitely the biggest crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going front. That's an outdoor festival. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but it was that shit was beautiful because um, yeah, it's like I remember I went to go down and do the audition. Um, I was actually supposed to oh, audition, audition last year. For it. Yeah, oh. I was supposed to audition last year oh. for it, but I had to work and the schedule conflicted with it. So mm -hmm. I was oh, like, okay. all right. But that shit would have been lit because they had, um, I think, two chains. Yeah, two chains and Dreezy were headlining last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, and wow. I was like, oh, two chains you know? and Drake or no, no, Dreezy? Dreezy. Okay, Shout out Dreezy because Dreezy's raw as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely wanted to go see that show. But anyway, so I was like, I'm going to fuck with y'all next year. And so this year, I was like, what's yeah. good? Mm. 